0: Friday, everybody. Feels like we were just doing this because we were, and we have not really stopped since last night. Uh, Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Fridays podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and Petey. We got Sean behind the Mac. We have our new dammit dolls that Petey just gifted us. I haven't taken mine out of the plastic yet, Um, but basically... It's kind of like something you take out your anger on. Oh, just a way to cover my face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was not at all prepared for you for it to show up right there.
2: Because we can get frustrated here sometimes as being involved with this organization (laughs) and this franchise. And you need to be able to take that anger out at times.
0: Absolutely. In a
2: constructive way.
0: That's what what we got going on. Um, We had a long morning at the Ice Den in Scottsdale to wrap up. The Coyote season. Put a bow on it, as Craig said to every single person.
2: That was put a bow on it. Yeah, you, on it.
0: Um, but it, it is a good way to sum it was. up what we did this morning. Uh, we had the chance to talk to a handful of players and Coach Cherney and Bill Armstrong. Um, we have video from that. So we're going to you know, give our biggest takeaways from wrap-up day this morning and the season as a whole because this is it. We're done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Craig
1: what is the dammit doll wearing i need to start there a bodysuit it's that's not just a normal bodysuit is it have you have you been in a store where they sell bodysuits like that i mean i I can't say any bodysuits but (laughs) what is
2: what's he wearing (laughs) i don't know it's fashionable though it's fashion is it
0: yeah okay yeah Craig you're stuck on this, but it's that's not- mood.
2: it was a long day, and, but it was interesting because you got to see the perspective. It is like the last day of school. It is everybody packing up there. Honestly, you saw a lot of players hugging each other. You saw that goodbyes and all that kind of thing. Um, they did have business to attend to. They had meetings with coaches and management and they had to do some exit medicals as well. But it was really kind of a gosh, this is this race to the you know marathon we've just been on is over. Yeah. And I think it was, it was a lot of emotion there. It was, it was a fun place to be around today. There's a lot of smiles. Yeah. Even though they're out of the playoffs, I think it was a, f- a fun atmosphere today. It was, a, it was a group that overachieved. Yeah, and a group that was really tight. And that's probably part of the
1: reason that they overachieved and were in a good mood today in spite of the fact they finished with the six-worst record in the league. It just it speaks to what yeah. this team was this season. really tightly knit group of guys that even even when they shipped out five veterans at the trade deadline, this team somehow found a way to win six of its next seven games. They,
0: and that, that was something a couple yeah. of the players spoke on was yeah. the fact that they they did what they did right after the trade deadline mm-hmm. and they rallied together and did that. And I think it's a testament to the leadership in the locker room. That's a huge thing that came up a lot today was the leadership group and how strong that is. And when you're talking about last year to this year, and I think obviously it shows in, in the points, um, what they finished with 57 last year to 70 this year. That, so that's a huge point increase. You look at the the leap that this team made. It's in a lot of intangibles too. Um, and the fact that they did all that with the brutal road schedule off the top of mm. what everybody said about the road schedule was it brought everyone closer. Mm. We had time on the road together. We got to have dinners together, go out, hang out, go do stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, just my overall like takeaway from this morning is I just feel I, I feel like impressed and, and like almost proud of of the team and what they did, even though they're going to get the sixth or seventh overall pick. And that wasn't what the goal was. Damn it.
2: <laughs> it was not, they did not accomplish the mission. There is no doubt about it. But we, we talk about what they did accomplish this year and, and what got better. And I think what we talked about that chemistry off the ice created a better product on the ice. And I think that their ability to believe in each other and the guy that sits next to you in the locker room and play for that guy and play for each other allowed this team to do things they didn't do last year. They competed for 60 minutes. They didn't do that a year ago. They would go in spurts last year. They weren't consistent. Most impressively is they were able to come back when they were behind. And they were able to to um, be, be, be two, three, even last night we saw four, one but they didn't quit. This team didn't quit and they played for each other. And that is uh, something we didn't see last year. And there were so many moments that they could have done that and probably should have the trade deadline. You look at all of the bodies that left the door. There were guys that lost their friends and teammates and line mates, and yet they go on a winning streak. And I think that just shows the resiliency of this group and how much they believe in each other, which made them better on the ice. There were better individual performances as well. I know we'll talk about later too, but as a team, they were better on the ice.
1: And you know what else this says is it, it speaks to andre tourney and the culture that he's created we hear that word so often culture 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 everybody uses it when a new coach comes in we're going to establish a culture here this was a culture this was a team that was picked to finish 32nd they all said it today like everyone had us 32nd in the nhl but it starts with a coach that that these guys played for they they wanted to go hard for this guy he straddled that line between you know, authoritarian, not authoritarian, just boss and friend. He straddled it perfectly. And I wanted to read something that Bill Armstrong said about him because while, while we don't know what's going to happen with the staff yet, they're all entering the final year of their contract. I wrote about this today. That That's something that will be resolved at some point, whether it's in the summer, in the fall, or even around Christmas time. But I asked him, without doing the deep dive, the evaluations that they'll do this offseason, what his takeaways for Andre Chirini were. And he said, he's exactly what I described when we hired him. He's extremely focused. He brings culture into your organization. And at the same time, he can get the best out of players without leaving a scar. I thought that was an interesting quote. He said, there were some other guys that were right in the running for the job, and I felt that they were really good coaches. But at the end of the day, I was concerned they would push so hard that they would leave a scar. With him, I wasn't worried about that. That's an interesting quote.
2: It to is. And, and you can go to some of the personalities it, that we've seen here. Like Rick Tockett? Rick Tockett would have, and, and this is no affront to rick talking i i I've, i love rick and what he's been able to do for me and this franchise he would have had a harder time and, and that's his expectations would be and this is I, I don't want to put this in the wrong way because Rick Talkett came from Stanley Cup champions and he wanted to win and he wanted to win so desperately that when you don't win you become frustrated trying to fix why you're not winning and sometimes your team isn't built to win and this is one of those situations and I think that would have frustrated him I saw it with Dave Tippett in 2015 when he had a team that was less than than average and the frustration level on, a, on him made it difficult for the players because he was so frustrated trying to find a way to win until the light finally went on late in the season going we can't win like we're we're not good enough to win so let's look at it differently and it's it's Andre knew it coming in yeah he knew what he was signing up for those two coaches came in here with playoff aspirations he came in here knowing exactly where he stood and one other thing I think is interesting Bill brought in people that are good people and when I mean and I know the staff I I believe that but I mean the players yeah last year and this year yeah there aren't it wasn't a room full of Difficult guys or God, how we're gonna deal with this player or that player. And locker rooms have that guy, or two guys, or three guys, or those guys that pull other guys with them. We've seen it in Winnipeg. We saw the team almost get out of the playoffs because of the what's been going on off the ice in their locker room. That can have an effect on how the team performs. This team didn't have that. And I think that that helped all of those things together. The players that Bill brought in, the ability and coaching style of what Andre Turney brings, the leadership within the room itself, all of those things gelled at the right time and made this team the special connective group that they were.
0: Yeah, and another thing that Coach Turney said this morning was kind of emphasizing also like the need for mental rest as well as physical rest. And we obviously saw that they had to jumble – Probably one of the most ridiculous NHL schedules for an individual team. That, <laughs> even for the
1: Coyotes. Yeah, yeah,
0: even for the Coyotes, but just across the league, mm-hmm. um, they had to deal with that, and then they would—they were on the road for those twenty games to start the season, and then they'd come home, and you—oh, you think it's a home stand, but it's really not, and you're playing a thousand back-to-backs, and then you're playing four playoff teams mm-hmm. in four in five days. Like it was just ridiculous, and we ha- we saw. Over and over again, the season, them try to have to balance the practice schedule. And We joked a lot about how this team never practiced, but they they didn't really have the time. No. And something that I respected from Bear was the fact that he valued rest um, mm-hmm. and saw how much of a tool that was. And he as listened well to the people
1: that are
2: are supposed yeah. to be looking at those sorts of things. He listened to them. He, he trusted them. That's. And that's hard that because coaches want to coach. Yes. Yes. And it's, the last thing you want to do is, th- I think rest isn't used in, enough as a weapon. And I think it takes a very secure coach in, in yeah. what he believes in to, to pull that off. Because there's always that doubt. Gosh, we should skate. We should skate. We should practice. Yeah, we should do more. Thinking? We should what's push ownership them. Thinking?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: And for this team, I clearly believe one of the other reasons they are where they are in the standings. And I know it's not a playoff team. I get it. But the way they were able to get more wins than a year ago is that they were able to use rest as a weapon, and they they did listen to their players, and that that's again, it's unusual to is that, see that a song. Stop using rest as a weapon. No, sorry.
0: <sighs> I got nothing.
2: Petey knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah it, what is a web? Is it love? Is it no, love it's sex?
0: This is a family, family show. show. No, it's Craig. not.
2: <laughs> it is rarely a family show. I just show. listened to the ASU show. I've, I've heard your whole, whole reads, buddy. buddy. Buddy, uh, the guy in uh, ASU the, is that not delay a button? show. They need that delay button yeah. for the ASU show. Oh, beep, oh, beep, man. beep, kids. That, that, That's implying that we're saying things that we don't want people to hear. We're fine with people you know, No, what it's a great. <laughs> I, I said, I just told Leah prior to the show today. I did. I said that's my second favorite show because this clearly is my favorite show. But that is my second favorite show here. However, just earmuffs.
0: Yeah. No kids in the car when you're listening to that yes. one. Great show, Bad
2: great content. For ASU is we might offend you. They had, they, and listen to today's episode, by the way. I'll, I'll sales pitch it because they talked to ASU football coach um, Dillingham, and it was a fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's a – what a neat human being he is. I don't know football from a hole in the wall, but he's – man, he is inspiring. He was great to listen to. So listen to it after you're done with the show.
0: Absolutely. One more thing about last year's team to this year's team that we need to mention is Mullet Arena um, hmm. and the home record that this – Team had and we asked a lot of the guys today about what it was like playing and what, you know, made playing there so successful. And we heard, you know, a range of things from I don't think a lot of teams knew what to expect coming in. Um, also mentioned, oh, it's right in the, the thick of things, which that's the whole point of being in Tempe. Just yeah. saying we we joke about the Tempe flu, but I think it's real. Um, Mullet was a real, real home ice advantage this year. And I think yeah. it played a huge yeah. Huge role in how this team finished.
2: 21 wins. Yeah, It's interesting to hear what they said, though. And one of the other things they said, I I know, again, the road, this was the worst road team in the National Hockey League. Last, dead last, 32nd. But you talk about their home record, they're middle of the pack. This isn't the best home record in the league, but it's middle of the pack. It was 17th, which is pretty impressive. And when you talk to the players, they mention things like the ice and they mentioned the crowd Mm -hmm. and they said after playing years in glendale when you'd score a goal and there'd be nothing it was crickets and and you know what how cavernous that building felt on some of those games midweek game in in glendale every game here had that energy and i know there were fewer fans i get it i was there i understand but you scored a goal and the crowd erupted. And it, someone, I, and I wish I could remember by a bad memory, somebody said today that was part of the comeback from last night. Because fish. after I got the first one, the fish said that after yeah. the first goal, the crowd got into it and that inspired the
0: group. Absolutely UCLA had something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Especially they had so many comebacks. I think it, like they were, they tied a Coyotes record or something in 13 comebacks this season. Um, just crazy. So I'm sure Mullet had a, mm-hmm. played a huge role in that. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting and it's interesting to think what's next for this team. We'll get to that kind of more toward the end. But uh yeah, coyotes, they're not gearing up for playoffs, but a number of teams are. We have all the Eastern matchups set. The West comes down to tonight. One game tonight. Um, and then we'll find out. But this is the best time of the year with the NBA and NHL playoffs happening simultaneously, and it's the best time to bet. Um, and you should do so on BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, it's the perfect time because if you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up, you'll get $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works download the BetMGM app, sign up using bonus code PHNX, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You'll receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX. When you sign up. And speaking of NBA playoffs, uh, join us at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all Suns Away playoff games, our PHX Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHX giveaways, and Bet MGM deposit matches. Join us by grabbing your free ticket. In the show notes, the first away game watch party will be April 20th at 6 p.m. for game three. So it's going to be a lot of fun out at BetMGM, and there's something in it for you if you come to BetMGM in person. Just saying. Um, And now, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
2: Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, one 800 270 for confidential help, Michigan.
0: Thank you, Shane, as always. Um, and after breakup day, wrap up day, whatever you want to call it, we the three of us went for lunch at 18 degrees. We did. And surprise, surprise, PD was drinking at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but
2: it's like it was a celebratory. Of
0: course. Yeah. I only did long it. We had some like, big space work. I would have life. if I wasn't as tired as I was and had right. to drive down the I would, have, yeah, I
3: too would too. have if I was invited.
0: Um, you were busy. You were on a. Sh- you were literally on a
2: show. I, I, that is. That was. That was. That was shade. I didn't, but he's right. You would have had a beer. And what did I have? I went with the wild. Wow. Wow. I went yeah. the wild because. Daytime. It's citrus goodness in the daytime sun. That's why.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it looked really appealing. Um, I think I might have to have one when I get home. I'm doing the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely Especially after there. this week, like yeah. nothing is better than just. And that's like, why Four Peaks is
2: so good because there's there's always a beer. The, to go with the occasion, the okay. mood, the weather, the uh, whatever it is, there's a beer for it at Four Peaks. And I'm not kidding. They have so many dang beers, and a wow is perfect for sunshine. And I'll give you the peach during the sun, too. Yeah. My wife, you know, we may have had some beer left over from the party the, that we threw. We part, had a St. What, Patty's Day party?
1: party, by the way. Oh. I don't know if anybody knew that. My wife has specific tastes in beer, and she saw the lager, the golden lager. Mm. She's like, what's this? I'm, I'm not going to drink a lager. I'm just... Just
0: try it. No. She
1: drinks it. She says,
0: "Oh my god, yes, that's
1: really good. It's yes. the best beer they have. Really it's, my it's my favorite one. It's, so it's my favorite one. My favorite four beer. It is.
0: It's so good.
1: They do have the, those. Are like six, seven, eight beers that they have that I really like.
0: Yep, um, my favorite
1: brewery. Well, always has been."
0: we can go back in two weeks for the nfl draft uh it's on april 27th at the four peaks eight street pub you can register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials three dollar redbird lager pines five dollar redbird lager pitchers and the usual phnx specials of three dollar Kitlifter and wow pines plus johnny and Bo will be out there live broadcasting for the nfl draft uh that starts at two on april 27th so join us if you're going to drink, you must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly, but you don't have to be 21 to come to Four Peaks. They have great food as well. All right. Carrying on with our kind of assessment of the season slash takeaways from today. Uh, we're going to dive into some individual assessments. And obviously, like we could do one for every single player. Mm-hmm. That could be a We week have all long. summer. We probably we, will. We, we probably, we have a lot of shows. We have a lot of stuff coming up next week, but We're going to talk about just kind of the the big ones that that stand out on the page. And let's start with Clayton Keller. I mean, he's the guy we've probably talked about most, Um, obviously, last night tying Keith Kachuk's point single season point record um, for Coyotes. He uh, laughed this morning. He hadn't talked to him yet, but uh, needs to send him a text. That was pretty funny. Um, But what's your guys' assessment of Clayton Keller's? year this year
2: I think the biggest thing with Clayton Keller we talked about it with him this morning is his ability to evolve his game and mature the way he plays he's not just a one dimensional I'm a high skill little guy that scoots around uh he's become a 200 foot player he can defend he can um, track back through the neutral zone with his back checking he he cares And and it shows it wasn't just gosh I'm gonna outskill everybody he plays hard. He competes and he plays with desire. And I think the, his maturation on the ice is what really made a different player this season, which bodes well for the future because it was, I don't think it was a fluke. I think this is who he is. And I think it will only get better when he's on a team that scores more goals and surrounds him with a, a cast of crew of players that are trying to win and get in a playoff spot.
1: That tracking back is one of the elements of his game that I've noticed the most. I remember first seeing it in Rick Tockett's last season here where he made a couple plays in back-to-back games. I was like, I've never seen that from Clayton Keller before. I can't help wonder if playing alongside Nick Schmaltz has impacted him in that way because that is an ability that Nick Schmaltz has that is so underappreciated. He's so fast through the neutral zone both ways that he can he can get back, lift a guy's stick, take the puck. You know, down low in the zone is a, a mm-hmm. different issue for both of these guys because they're not physical guys, but Keller has really improved. And it, it shows that he's just committed to it. He's really working hard. To get back on defense
0: yeah and that's something that pd actually asked keller this morning about and this is what he had to say
3: i think you know obviously you know the coaches always harp on you know you know if you play good d you're gonna ultimately have more offense and i think you know it maybe it takes some time to to realize that um, you know that it actually is true and um, i think like I said, you, you learn so much in this league. It's, you know, 82 games. You're playing every other night. And I think, you know, as the years go on, you just learn the little things. And, um, you know, I really do believe I got, you know, a lot better in the defensive zone. And um, like you said, being a better defensive player. And I think that's something that, you know, I want to continue to get better at. And like I said, you know, ultimately it's, it's only going to help the team win and, and be more successful.
2: It's a player that understands where he fits and he wants to get better and improve. Um, I, and one thing I, th- I thought was funny listening to Clayton Keller today is how much better he's gotten at that. Being
0: at, on camera. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's something no that push. he's improved at this year because he's he recognizes he's the face of this franchise right now. He's a two-time All-Star. Yeah, uh, he was really good today, uh, and he's improved at that. And he understands how important it is to be able to put a good face in front of the camera in this franchise, especially right now when they're trying to do things that they're doing in Tempe. Yeah, he's comfortable in his own skin, and it, you know what? I, I credit Andre for that as well. He's allowed him
1: to emerge by just
2: not, a, yeah, not beating him down. Hey, the one thing though, we talked about. I brought that up today too when we were talking about the coach allowing to do it or to come from within. I, I want to make this clear. Because I, I, I've, my allegiances are with different people. I've, I've worked for some of these coaches. Yep. They understood what they Clayton Keller needed to do to improve. Yep, like Rick Tockett knew he needed to drive the net. He needed to back check. He needed to defend. He tried. It was just. The light bulb needed to go on for Clayton. Clayton sure. needed to get stronger. He needed to get more experience. He needed to play with the right players. And the comfortability he has with, with Andre Cherny and the freedom within that locker room to feel and be the player he has become is what's been able to get that out of him. Yeah. I, I don't want to go by here saying, gosh, these other coaches didn't recognize and want Keller to do more, because they did. Yeah. It just, this is the relationship right now that works. Yeah, and, and like you said, the locker room, the, the makeup of the locker
1: room matters too. Clayton Keller wasn't a veteran before on those— those Rick Dockett coach teams, it's harder to have that voice. It's harder to have that freedom when there are guys that are basically viewed as above you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, well, there's some debate in the comments about Clayton Keller being named captain. There's people countering with Krauss. Um, I don't know if they're I, ever going to. I, I would have said, captain, I, and I'll
2: be honest, last summer, I would have said Clayton Keller can't be a captain. I, I don't think he has it in him. And, and I, not a knock on him. That's changing. Yeah, I, 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 he's really impressing me now. And it's something I wouldn't have said a year ago. I can see it. I can see him being a captain on this team.
0: Yeah, um, well, Lawson Kraus is the other name that's often thrown in the captain situation. And he had a great season as well. You know, he he set his career best in goals. Um, unfortunately, didn't and get points. to that. And yep. points, yeah. He was one short of the 25 milestone. Um, but we, we spoke to Lawson Kraus earlier today about... Um, just how he evaluates his own season, and this is what Lawson Cross had to say.
3: I mean, I haven't really had too much time to dissect my season yet, but um, obviously proud of taking another step and setting new career highs. Um, I mean, I talked to, to Craig and Petey and Leah before the season, and I wanted to get to 30, and I was doing everything I could to do that. Um, so, I mean, next year, that's, that's going to be my goal again. Um, you know, so, yeah, personally, I um, haven't had too much time to think about it, but um, I'm sure in the next, you know, couple of weeks I'll, I'll be able to
2: dissect it.
0: Yeah, I think, he, I mean, he has to be happy with what he did this season, but right. if anything, I think this gives him more of a hunger to, to come back next year. Like he, Like he literally said, and we all remember, he came on our show and said, I want to score 30 goals this year, and he was so close.
1: It's a big ask to get from 20 to 30. It really is. It's a big leap bigger leap, I think, than 15 to 20.
2: And I think You're one of the... Roaring Fork brings up a good question. If Michelli is there for those extra games, does he get a few more points? Wow,
0: that's a good point. He might. Yeah.
2: And I think the other thing for both Keller and Kraus... To get more points and more goals is this power play needs to get better. And Nick Paul said that today too. Yeah, the power yeah. play and that, that comes down to, it's not always technique eh? and, and coaching. That comes down to the personnel and it's got to be the right five guys that are experienced with each other, know each other, comfortable with each other, and that takes time. And when I mean time, it's not 20 games, it's years. You look at the best power plays in the league today and those are teams that guys have played with for years. You look at Boston, Bergeron, and, and look how long they've played together. Yeah. yeah. Like it's uh, Marchand, and they, it's been a decade or more. So th- that's clearly a, a big part of that. And I think this team, you'll see them getting a higher offensive output. You'll getting more goal scores, more points as their power play gets better, and that will get better with time. Yeah. And that some of that will have to do with the blue line, too, right? Because for now, sure, they also shipped out Shane Gosses, yeah. and Jacob Chicken. And Jacob so. yeah. Chicken. They're two de- yeah. defensemen that ran the power play. And yeah. so. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, the guys that stepped in for that job, Mosher, fantastic, Valamaki, Valamaki yeah. fantastic, Bill but they're specifically also specifically mentioned
0: Valamaki yes. today.
2: Valamaki, I tell you what, and that's where we will get to talk over the summer on how this youth movement is really, it's real, and they're coming. And I think we should talk about, over the summer, the guys that are going to make that impact. A waiver pickup. A waiver
0: crazy. pickup.
2: Crazy. You don't usually hit on Yeah, those. yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Crazy. I mean, the Coyotes haven't really hit on one since Ilya Brizgalov. Crazy. Yeah, crazy.
0: that is wild. Uh, East Coast Coyote said, I don't know if we can do better than Keller, Kraus, and Fisher as the on-ice leadership right mm-hmm. now. As a group, I think they're the heart and soul of the team. I would I would agree.
2: I agree with that, I too. Think- and it's interesting, too, because one of those guys isn't signed for next year. Nope.
0: Yeah. Christian Fisher. Christian Fisher. I'll be diving
2: into that one. And that's, that's something that's going to be addressed hopefully here soon. And and I think
1: he's so important to this room. I do. I think he's so important.
0: Yep." We have, uh, obviously, there, we have we talked to Barrett Hayton, we talked to Christian Fisher, we talked to Nick Schmaltz. Um, stay tuned on the page Next Sports YouTube channel. We'll have more of those videos coming over the next week. And obviously, we have all summer to talk about all these guys. And I think Robert had asked earlier what our show schedule is like. We're still live Monday through Friday, uh, mostly. Most th-
2: weeks. Like we're not Monday through Friday this week because we have to do a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Craig. Most
0: weeks starting of Craig. starting it's soon. Um, for the most part, it'll it's be actually Monday. Actually, Petey's
2: ESPN colleague
1: next
0: Monday through Friday at eleven for the most part, but just stay tuned on our Twitter yeah. and in the Discord because there will be some changes, especially asterisk. Yeah, asterisk, and including next week there are some changes as well. Because there's um,
2: big things coming up that will change that. Like there's votes and
0: and guests,
2: ping pong balls, and guests.
0: Anywho, but I just want to say, obviously, we're going to talk about all these guys, but for the sake of today's show, the last guy we're going to talk about on an individual level is Matthias Michelli. I wanted to ask him about this today. I, I almost said, do you know that there's a whole thing on Twitter about you being Italian, even though everybody knows no, that you're, you're not? not? I, oh, I wish I did. Um, but I, I had an- another funny conversation with him that I will talk about once those videos come out. But Matthias Michelli, I mean, what a season for him in the Calder conversation. Can't wait to find out what happens there. Second in rookie points, only behind Benirs. He was so close to 50 points. He led rookies in assists. Um, and he finally started shooting more mm-hmm. as he approached the end of the season. And it was funny. Craig had asked him what he's going to work on, and I think he's pretty self-aware about um, needing to shoot bad. more, so this is what Matias Magelli had to say about that earlier today.
2: Yeah, it just uh, comes from being a kid, and I've always just been that way, but uh, like you said, everybody talks about it, and all the guys jerk me about it, so maybe, uh, maybe try to learn how to shoot the puck uh, this summer.
1: Learn, learn, <laughs> learn how, how to shoot, shoot the puck. puck. This is All the right. guy who scored, by the way, in the AHL. He did not have a problem scoring in the AHL. Matthias is, it's not even a problem. It's, it's an admirable quality. He's just deferential to older guys around him. He is a phenomenal playmaker, too. His vision is just ridiculous. His ability to put the puck in tight spaces through sticks is a lead. But, yes, as Andre Turingi continually tells him, you can't be a one-trick pony in this league or guys will figure out how to defend you.
2: And that's you brought up an interesting point because if we go back to Clayton Keller and Clayton Keller's first year in the league, he got 65 points. It took him one, two, three, four, five seasons to top that because what happened was by year two, he go, oh, this kid's a pretty good player. Well, we need to defend him a little differently than we did maybe a year ago. Matthias Michelli was pretty much unknown early in this season. Mm-hmm. People didn't know. I mean, you knew, he, but yeah, in like American League, kid, people didn't give him much of a, of a of a look when you're trying to defend the Coyotes. That'll be different next year and how they defend him when he's on the ice. Hey, he's a pass first guy. We got to have sticks in the lane. Does that change how he, he ends up on the score sheet? It may. So it's going to be, you talk about that sophomore, the jinx, or you're playing your second year. Well, a lot of it's because other players are aware you exist now. You're not under the radar anymore. You're one of the top rookies in the league. So guess what? The game might be a little harder for you next year. So you better work at it this summer, and you better put the time in. And to your point, Craig, you better have more skills in in your bag of tricks Speaking of bag of tricks, let's we'll talk about Keller again in this magic show. But <laughs> but he, he's going to have to be a better player than he was this year. And you've got to continually improve because guess what? There's another rookie right behind you trying to take the job you just got. So I, I hope we continue to see him grow as a player, and I hope he adds that goal-scoring element to his game. Bag of tricks is a good segue to our next ad read, isn't it, Leah?
0: Is it? I mean... I don't know. I, well, I had two more things to say before yeah, we well, before we go. Yeah, sorry. Now. No. God. Goodness. First of all, did, I did I mean, Michael... I I'm just going off did, the show, Did Ryan. Michael just nickname Michelli Noodles? Like, is that oh, what just happened? Because I, I
2: don't dislike that.
0: Michael, can you confirm if... Noodles is Michelli because I kind of love that.
1: Wow, we need Matthias Michelli on the show, like in we the do. kitchen with
2: Matthias Michelli. Oh my wow. gosh, on like Italian cooking. noodles. <laughs> that is so because you can't go pasta because of Boston, but noodles, noodles. There was a goalie nicknamed Noodles, but that
0: that's uh, unreal. So Michael, let us noodles. know. Um, and the other thing that Matthias said, he like just about his looking back on a season. He was like, I'm I'm an NHL player now. Like yeah. you know, yeah. last year I was up and down, and this now I'm an NHL player. So just even. The approach from last season to this season is going to be different from this season to next knowing that um so i'm really interested to see what he will do next year um, and now i will transition i didn't really know where you were going with that
1: tricks i mean OGs, circle k there's a lot of
0: take, your stuff. take your pick um, well i will say i got in my car this morning to come to the ice den and my gas light was on um literally use circlek.com slash door dash locator and I found a circle K um, and I got 20 cents off my gas. By the way, if you like have a fries card, this is just like I'm going off script. Yeah. If you have a fries card and you use it at fries, you accrue points and like you just randomly get a ton of money off gas at circle K. There you go. Just another perk of going to circle K um, besides, you know, The snacks that we're obsessed with um i'm really excited for our snack cart to get a restock we really need it Um, so make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff circle k has to offer head to circlek.com store-locator as i did today i literally did (laughs) Um, and to find circle k's near you and if you're watching this live Tonight is Budza Palooza in downtown oh, wow. Phoenix. It's gonna be, I'll be
2: there.
0: It's gonna be a blast. I think Sean will actually. <laughs> yeah. Um it's my surprise can't yeah. So Buds-A-Palooza, it's a really fun event. We were out there last year. We'll be selling our new collab shirt with OGs. So if you want to get one, this is your first opportunity to buy this shirt. It is now live. Um, so you'll have to get your tickets to Buds-A-Palooza to get this shirt. You can join the PHX crew. Um th- Today, um, as we'll be hanging out with our friends at OGs, we'll, and uh, you can buy your shirt. Like I said, I was rocking that shirt on our watch along last you week. Were. It's really comfortable. A few people in the office are wearing it today. Yeah, there's
2: a there's a very big Bud Palooza vibe in the office today. There, is. there just, is. I don't know if it's vibing through me, but it's vibing in the <laughs> vibing office. It's
0: vibing through you.
2: <laughs> but so people are pretty jacked oh, about the Buds of Palooza. I know Max can't get enough Buds of Palooza.
0: Yeah. So, fired uh, up. so to get info, check out Budza And if you want to check out OGs, you can find them at your local dispensary at OGsbrands.com. Must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. All right. Let's look ahead at what's next because obviously we have the. It's off season and it's, it's a long one. And you look at, we just talked about the team overachieving and and maybe surprising us in a lot of ways. So the question is, where do you go from here? And Craig got into a lot of this on his article today on gophnext.com, like 10 questions facing the Coyotes this off season. So definitely go check that out, but we'll just touch on a couple of them here. What is, what does the team do now?
1: I'm, I'm really curious what this offseason looks like because I don't think it's going to look exactly like the past two where it's a matter of letting the core grow and then bringing veterans in to, you know, make sure that they're shepherding them to NHL adulthood. And then you flip those guys at the deadline for more draft assets. I don't think it's going to look quite the same this summer. First of all, we heard the coach and the GM talk about how this core has grown into a leadership group. So you don't need as much of that around them. Secondly, This core wants to win, and we already saw Jacob Chikrin head out. Jacob Chikrin wanted out because he didn't want to spend his entire prime in a rebuild situation. Well, these other guys don't want to spend their primes in a rebuild situation either. I think they are going to have to be some concessions to this core with some of the moves that they make. I don't think it's just going to be about acquiring draft draft assets. As Bill said today, we're not going to go crazy. We're not going to do something that we can't reverse that sets us back in the future, but I could see them using some of these assets now to acquire young players that can grow with this group. I think they're going to need to start doing that because, I mean, if you play two, three, four seasons where you just have no hope of winning, no hope of making the playoffs, it it really gets tough on guys. They need to take steps forward.
2: I think what you said there, the key to that was young players. I I don't think you're going to look at this ownership group or management group, go out and go get a big name free agent for this team yet. That's not going to happen, so nobody be looking for that. Makes no sense. No, but if you can get a young player that can grow with this team, look look what they did this year. We talked about Valimaki. Kesselring is another player that that they hope to have for the future and and can go somewhere. This team has shown that they can find those players. Now, does that mean they want to improve? I think you saw that. To a man and to the coach, we want to be better. We want to get gains. Don't get too excited. I don't know if you talk about guys having career seasons, and that's Keller, across Michelli. There are a lot of career seasons. Hayton. Yeah, Barrett, Hayton, another career season. Like, they're called career seasons for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have career seasons every year. And progress isn't always linear. Right. Yeah. So don't be disappointed if it's a baby step backwards. I think internally... I don't think this team, anybody there thought on game one, day one, this was a team that's going to push for the playoffs. No chance. Do I think there are going to be guys in that locker room that think that next year? I do. I do. I think there's guys that think that they're going to try to have a playoff team. Do I think that's going to be where they end up next year? No, I, I don't. I don't think they're quite ready yet. I think they're going in the right direction. They're building the right way. I think the rebuild is absolutely on track. I feel good about the future. The pieces are starting to fall into place. It's just not next year, and you see the teams that are trying to get there. And you look at the Buffalo Sabers and what they've been able to do through the draft, and Ottawa through the draft. They're not there yet. They're not there. They're close, they but they're not there. So close. And like they're they went years there, they could be ahead. A point out of the playoffs. They're years yes. ahead. Yes, yes, they are. And so, just again, it's it's a little bit of patience. Be optimistic about the future. I just don't know if you can expect this to go from fifty-seven to seventy to eighty-five. I'm just not convinced that's where this team is at today
0: yeah and it is a it's a very delicate balance I and mean, we did talk about this with bill armstrong and i thought he gave a good answer like he he literally said i'm optimistic he mentioned the young players he mentioned jj mojo he mentioned malamaki he mentioned the fact that clayton keller is only 24 years old um he he said all of that you asked him in the past like this team has been through a lot of rebuilds mm-hmm. how do you not get excited and he acknowledged that that's a thing that happens but he reaffirmed his commitment to the rebuild i think if anything he said that he realized maybe it's a little bit further along than he thought. Yeah. maybe it's not don't think like here to here maybe think here to here But he did say further along but he, he did. did he did say further along um so it, it was it was interesting hearing what he had to say and the other interesting thing that he said was i think that the team will like tell you when they're ready kind of for that Mm -hmm. next step i thought that was that was really interesting but as far as what's next for tomorrow for next week by the way a really funny thing pd asked him about rest and he said oh last night i got that last night
2: i got that last night after the game
0: my goodness it was unreal never stops but um as far as what's next tomorrow next week next month um this is what bill armstrong had to say about what's next
2: it's a it's a double headed monster now. Yes, you you have to worry about the draft, uh, but you also hire people to worry about the draft. So you you've got to jump in there and, and kind of you know have some interaction. But you also the other side is driving the the pro scouts and, and, and getting that set up so we can look at acquiring people not only through waivers next year. Um, but we've got to scout the American League. Is there anybody coming out that that could add into our our group? And then you've got the games in the in the NHL,
3: the pressure games in the playoffs, where there could be f- free agents that can add into our club. We want to see those guys under pressure. So you've got to keep your pro staff alive, along with your amateur amateur staff, and kind of you know have that double focus as you come down the stretch. But make no mistake
2: about it, you know, it's it's on the amateur side for you know yeah. for the for the most part, yeah. You also
0: he has a lot to manage
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on that draft thing now that is full in his face right now like that's yeah it's all about the draft it has to be and that's where he wants to build this team he said that's how he wants to build the team and that's where his focus is and and it's it'll be here before you know it yeah but they got to get through all these evaluations
1: too they got to evaluate all their current players they got to evaluate their coaching staff there's a just a ton on his plate.
0: Yeah, and the Tucson Roadrunners are going to make a playoff run here, and the Coyotes assigned five players to Tucson today. Ivan Prozvita, Victor Soderstrom, Michael Kesselring, Milos Kellerman, and Jan Yanik, so look for those guys there um, as well. So th- those guys will have an opportunity to be evaluated in that setting. Mm-hmm. Just just a lot going on, but I thought it was interesting just to hear from Bill kind of where he these things yeah
1: and we'll check in with Potts as well steve and down in tucson to see how he's going to manage hey by the way we're about to add five players to your current roster so good luck. yeah which that. could
2: be a challenge yeah, yeah yes. i know they're good players and he's welcomes them, welcomes them in but it disrupts your room your yep. flow your lines the way you've been operating for weeks now there's a lot of decisions in those American League guys, like Michael Carcone, his contract's up. Mm-hmm. He might be.
0: Yeah, and someone asked
2: if he's He might lead the scoring in the American League. He might be the MVP of the league. But can he play for the Coyotes? And can he sign? So
0: so many questions yes. yet to be answered. And,
2: and where will you find the answer, Leah? Right here.
0: Right here. Well, like we said, we have a lot of shows to fill this summer, a lot of questions needing to be answered um wrapping up here we talked about bill armstrong but let's talk about coach turn who had the longest availability of everyone today he is a quote machine and i think someone tweeted at us the other day like i would buy a book of bear quotes and it's so true i would too yes um he's unreal um but we we talked about with him kind of his approach how he evaluates and this was, I loved this answer. We'll play the video in a second. Um, but Craig asked him, like, oh, are there some things that you want to... Yeah,
1: he had just touched on one thing yeah. that he was going to work on. I said, okay, are there other things?
0: <laughs> and okay. boy, boy, howdy, were there ever. Um, and this, is, no. this is what Coach Cherny said.
3: There's plenty there. Okay. There's two pages of that <laughs> uh, on, my, on my desk right now. I have uh, 128 points. Let's give you an idea of uh, stuff I... That's a legitimate uh, number. Yeah, 128. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, That's 128 points of. Uh, let's let's think about it. Let's mm-hmm. revisit it. Let's be better. Let's see if we there's something there. There is there is there not. It goes from uh, our structure that we would play in neutral zone, the uh, shooting mentality. Should we have a little bit more of shooting mentality, or we keep keep the same philosophy? It's it's. Uh, some some people are sensitive and they're offended when they when this the second guess. I'm the reverse. I'm second guessing everything, and I want to make sure we're not leaving any stone unturned and we're not taking anything for granted. We need to we need to be critical to ourselves first and make sure we know what we're talking about and we're we have conviction because we did our own work and we we revisit everything we think could be could be improved or can be witness or whatever There, like you said there's stuff where we will see what's our personal should we change a few things should we adapt but those are not the biggest thing because we will see when we will have our personal but we're really critical of ourselves as a coaching staff and there's in every situation we want to be better
0: one thing I really like about Coach Cherney, I feel like he has a lot of humility and he he's mm-hmm. always wanting to be better and improve. And he said the comment before about self-doubt and always questioning. Um, I thought that was really interesting. And 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 another thing that he said, not in this, vi- this part of the video, but he just talked about how much he loves doing this, loves mm-hmm. coaching. And it really comes through. And, and the fact that he has 128 things... 128 yeah. things that clearly, like you mentioned boy. while we were playing the video, he was writing it down as the season went. He didn't just sit down and write 128 things last but night. But
2: it grows. It's, I saw this team do that on a face-off. Or, gosh, this team had success doing this in a power play. Or, we can't get in through the zone on against this kind of a team. Why not? And those notes build into what he did. It's 128 points. And now got he's got months to solve all. Them, and, mm-hmm. boy... I've seen it like they, they wait till the playoffs come and they'll they'll watch. Everybody's going to watch the team that wins and go, what did they do different? And, oh, they have elite players, yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, part of it is they got better players than everybody yes. else. Don't yes. kid yourself or their goaltender was better. But there will be something you go, wow, how were they consistently getting through the neutrals zone? How were they consistently getting those shots on the power play? And coaches are always trying to learn and they're trying to be better. And he's a great example of that. And you know that they're going to evolve here as a team as the players on the ice become different kind of players. You can't coach guys with a skill level like this, the same as you can, as guys at skill level like this, you can't, yep. there's different things you can bring into your game. And I, and I just think, again, that just gives you excitement for what this future can be when the skill level and the players level continues to rise. And I think it'll be interesting to see the evolution of what coach journey can bring to what can he become? We don't know what his high bar is as a coach because we haven't seen seen him in those situations yet what's he going to be like in game seven in the playoffs Mm -hmm. on the road down by a goal like that's where you're really going to find out and it's going to be fun to watch him along that journey
0: yep absolutely and we'll get to see him on a national stage this summer because he will be the head coach at the ihf world so looking forward to seeing him there and uh can we can we say it? Lawson uh, Kraus yeah. will also be there. So excited to see those two. I think it, it's in like Latvia and Finland. In Finland. yeah. That sounds like a fun summer.
1: I'd go. I
0: hundred percent I'd go. But I think that'll be a really great opportunity. And Bill Armstrong said, you know, for him, he'll learn a lot in those 30 days and, and be in different sorts of situations as well. And we've seen him on a national stage before uh, at the junior level. So yeah, he I was think so heavily involved. Yeah, in Yeah, I think this is a really, really great opportunity for coach Herney and for coyotes fans to see their coach in yep. a different setting
1: shane Doan will be the assistant gm and there, there's a handful of other players that could end up in the world championships i'll, I'll i should have that confirmed by the end of the day i'll have a, a notebook up breakup day uh, in the morning but i should have the rest of the names later there are a bunch of guys that could be going
0: yeah so even though the coyote season's over and as far as the nhl season there'll be a few more players active so that'll be a, another fun thing for us to keep up with um, as we go, go into the summer. Say. Yep. Um, well, Craig just mentioned, what, did you call it a neutral zone or just a notebook? Just a
1: notebook. Okay. Yeah. Breakup um, day notebook.
0: Yep. So that's coming tomorrow morning on the website, gophnext.com Free? Free and unlocked? Free
1: and unlocked. Free and unlocked. That's just my 10 questions.
0: Yes, but... He, uh, Craig does have weekly diehard only stories as do all the talented writers at gophx.com. So if you want to read those, uh, become a diehard on the website. There's also a lot of great benefits to becoming a diehard. You get 20% off our merch, which by the way, Petey and I literally like both got out of our cars this morning and said, oh, yeah, you literally put on a jacket. So we weren't matching yeah, so at match all day Rapids
2: twinsies.
1: Day. Just saying. I didn't know that, <laughs> night. that yeah. jacket was worn for that reason. <laughs>
0: Um, But yeah, we're all rocking the Peach Next gear today. So you get 20% off at phnexlocker.com if you're a diehard. You also get 20% off our events. So lots of perks as well as access to the Discord, which was my favorite place to be every game this season. Um, So check out phnexlocker.com, grab your membership, receive exclusive content, discounts, and uh, access to our Discord. Become a diehard, join the family. Anything else you guys want to say? Obviously, there's a lot more from today. We'll be rolling it out on our YouTube. We'll be rolling it out on PHNX. There's a lot of stuff. Underscore Coyotes on there's Twitter. A lot of stuff. I know we could do a full two-hour show on just today, um, but we, we we can't. Any any final thoughts?
1: Is this the way I do it?
2: Yes. Grab by the legs Greg. and just go. Go do, whatever, do you whatever you want. Crash it like yes. that. Yes. Just Damn my it. laptop. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, I can take a beating. That's what it's just for. Wrong. No, it's, it's, it's right. It's right. It's so
0: right. Oh, Sean's doing it over there. Um, all right. Well, everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us live. Be sure to hit that like button. Even if you're not watching this live, hit the like button. And if you're listening on audio, thank you. Be sure to follow and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. We got a jam-packed schedule coming up. So we have a, we actually have a special Sunday show coming oh. this Sunday to preview the Eastern Conference playoffs um with greg wachinski of espn looking forward to that that'll be at 3 p.m on sunday so mark it down in your calendars perfect kind of pre-game before you watch the suns game one on sunday the timing kind of worked out well for that then on monday we'll be previewing the west with sportsnet's jeff merrick Um, that'll not Probably be midday, so just
1: looks looks like noon, right just now. Just say,
0: just set aside your lunch for that on mm-hmm. Monday, and should we reveal the rest sure. of our guests um, on Tuesday at noon? Coyotes GM Bill Armstrong will be back to wrap up the show, and then the- we still
1: don't have a catchy name. By we the need way. a catchy he's, name. He's put us on the spot with
0: that. I know. To come up with something. Um, the Discord has had some good ones, yeah. and then we'll have Javier Gutierrez back on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Um, to talk about the upcoming votes since ballots go out next week. So more arena talk.
1: Two more things too. Okay. Like we're going to we're gonna talk to Steve Potman on Tuesday previewing the AHL playoffs. Yes. So we'll get that out. And then you have something, you had a really good idea of what we're going to throw out too. Yes. Go ahead.
0: So if you're hearing right now live, you get to hear about this first. So we're going to do a Die Hard Choice Awards um, where we're going to put, we'll choose the nominees, but everyone will get to vote on a number of categories to be revealed. Um, So we'll put polls out on Twitter. And then if you're a diehard, we want you to participate. And I'll post a message in our Discord. But we want you to participate. I'll put it at that. Um, And if you're not a diehard and you're wondering, how can I participate? Like, be on our show. There's the hint. Um, Become a diehard so you can do that. That's going to be later next week. And we'll do the first annual Diehard Choice Awards. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some really fun categories. That's Uh, Thursday, right? That's going to be Thursday. We want you to get involved. So... Lots of really fun stuff coming up over the next week. Um, All right. Well, we got to wrap up to let the Cardinals crew in. But everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. And you can follow us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leo Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore Depaz. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Sunday.
1: That's a wrap.